What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another Timmins podcast. I'm your host, Timmin. This is my podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in for this podcast episode. I got a great one here for you, but quick, let me do some business first off. Thank you, everyone who's been listening, sharing, talking about Timmins podcast and uh, messaging me. I, I uh, appreciate you all, the texts, the convos, um, the random people I wasn't expecting listening. You know who you are, and I really appreciate you. Uh, anyways, I got a great episode here today. Um, I got to sit down with the co- one of the co-founders of Oasis, Heather Tobias. She's amazing. Uh, totally, totally uh, way cooler than I could have ever expected. She's got so much experience under her belt and um, the way she just lays out what the Oasis does. And then those who don't know, the Oasis is a, a business in Goshen. Um, they serve delicious food. Uh, they're over by, um, they're on Lincoln Way, uh, over by the Chief. Uh, definitely recommend going there and trying their food, uh, visiting the atmosphere. And I guess on Thursday nights, they got live music, so... Uh, definitely check that out. But yeah, uh, we had a great conversation. She's done a ton of different things and she kind of explains her backstory and talks about the Oasis or the O or the big O. Uh, had such a good time chatting with her. Really appreciate her coming on. And I think you guys will love this conversation. So without further ado, enjoy. Welcome, Heather. Oh, thanks for having me. The whole atmosphere changed. No, yeah, I, was like, I sat up a little straighter. I was like, this is oh. real. Yeah. It's like school. Yeah. First, let's uh, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. Ooh, there is a little bite to that. That is good. So this, let's let's tell the people at home. This is your, sorry, your whiskey, Keeper's uh, Heart, yeah. your barrel. It's our barrel mm-hmm. that we, um, my general manager, Nate, and I sat down and they, it's kind of a tedious, it's a rough process to go through and taste all these oh, and, yeah. and pick uh, pick the right one. Um, it's not really, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, so Did you go to the distillery? Or uh, no we there? had had plans to and it just, our schedules, one of us always has to be at the restaurant. Yeah. So we can never go together. And yeah. I think it was like... February and they're based out of Minneapolis. Oh wow! So you just you know the weather can get kind of iffy yeah. and sketchy. So the head distiller there, um, Brian, is actually from um, Jameson. He is Irish. Oh okay. And so the brothers, the O'Shaughnessy family that owns this, went over to just kind of pick their brain and go through the process. Um, and. I think they sat down and had him scheduled for like a two hour meeting and it ended up being like a six hour and his wife came in and basically I think at the end of the meeting, he's like, all right, I think I have a job and we're moving to Minneapolis. Wow. So he, and I think he's roughly my age, mid forties, 46, brought his family over and is now living in Minneapolis. And from it's a, Ireland. A guest from no Ireland and is now the head distiller at Keeper's Heart. Okay. Um, I love Jameson too. Jameson is such a good... Yeah, and it's, I mean, that's a good, it says um, Irish American blend. Hmm. That bottle yep. or barrel that we picked, it was actually finished in maple syrup barrels. Okay. Um, so it's got a sweet hint to it. 
Which is so Midwestern. I love that. Yeah. Well, and um, the maple syrup is out of Grand Rapids. So it's kind of homegrown a little bit. Yeah. Because we're not that far. It's local-ish. Local-ish. So it is, I mean, it's a higher proof. uh, But once you get into it, it's it's amazing. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, Appreciate you bringing this. And you said this is the second run you guys have done. Yes. Uh, When we first opened, um, I think right before... COVID, that word, um, right before COVID, <laughs> we had picked uh, we had picked another barrel and it was finished in a Chardonnay barrel. Okay. And it was from another distillery down south. Our bar is kind of eclectic. We like to promote the things that are not as well known. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're not as good because, frankly, in my opinion, a lot of them are better. Yeah. Um, and it's just getting people out of their comfort zone. But that oh, 100%. we... Kind of, we released that um, in June of 20. So, I mean, we were still in the midst of COVID um, and just went ahead and released Did it anyways. Yeah. Released it then. And I think we had sold out at Christmas. Oh, wow. Um, and roughly between like 250, 265 bottles you get out of the barrel. Yeah. So, well, if you see there, I can't see it on screen, but oh, yeah. <clears throat> I bought that in Grand Rapids because I was going <clears> to, <throat> you can see up here too, I have all this different wine stuff that. Yeah. I've been kind of messing around with, and I thought at one point I wanted to do 55 gallons in a barrel and just see what happened. That was an old whiskey barrel. Never got to it, but it's kind of fun to have. I think eventually that's going to be my, this will be the table. The table. Gonna, like refer and yeah. it somehow. That's awesome. Well, on my list of projects to do, but. Um, that's <clears throat> going to get bigger. Yeah. Here. Oh yeah. In a couple quick. of weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. So. Heather, uh, why don't we just, first off, thank you again so much for coming, but tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what what you do. That's a huge list. Um, <laughs> and then we can kind of get into some fun stuff. Um, yeah. So I was born and raised in Goshen. That's awesome. Um, first and foremost. Um, what ended up happening is I went to school. I have a degree. I have a bachelor's in psychology, mm-hmm. quite honestly, that I don't use, but it comes in handy sometimes yeah but probably more so my bartending background may be well more versed in that area than my psychology degree yeah uh so i'm I sure went, those work hand in hand hand in hand yeah. uh, i went to university of indianapolis i was there for four years got my degree fell in love uh moved home because that's what you do <laughs> so made it back to goshen got married had a family. I uh, really wasn't really sure as far as a career what yeah. I was doing. I was working in the RV industry at that particular time, purchasing like real green, yeah. real, real green. And I had always worked two jobs. I had always been in the restaurant industry. I like the cash aspect of it. Yeah. When you bust, when you host, when you waitress, bartend, it's always nice to have cash. Cash is king. Yeah. And I'd always just been around it. I, how old was I? I'm trying to think of the year. I ended up coming to Goshen and I got a new job and I worked at, um, it was called Design Time. So they did all soft goods for the RVs, bedspreads, draperies, pillows. Yeah. And national tent. So they did pop tents. We did pop-up tents. Gotcha. And I quickly, I was like a scheduler and customer service phone. And within probably two or three months, found myself running the floor on both sides. Wow. Very fast paced. I loved it. Um, I'm organized and nothing is ever the same every day Mm. and a lot of problem solving. We'll get to the rest of that. So I worked for a group and it was um, a local businessman and he had had a partner basically that was doing the sewing line. 
I just kind of wanted more and more and more and moved all the way up to, I guess, as you would say, we were, were never big on titles, but like GM of that plant. Gotcha. So, so you that, were running yeah. a lot at that uh, point. I think at our highest, we had like 60, 65 employees. Wow. Yes. And then Hurricane Katrina hit and then we were doing FEMA units. And so there was a lot there. That's really my my manufacturing background. Wow. And I loved it. And it was super fast paced. Um, and so that conglomerate of those businesses ended up selling in, I think it was 2008. Right. When everything. Um, right before Ooh. everything. Like when I say right before uh, two or three months before wow. they sold um, to Lippert, and I worked. I was going to say, I wondered if it was Lippert because yeah. when you said sewing, I yeah. think Lippert. Yeah, right? so that they had another piece of that furniture, which was seating technology. Okay, and Maple City mattress. So there was tents and draperies, and then mattresses and um, furniture, which is the big one. Mm. So they sold to Lippert, and I worked for Lippert for a year. And kind of was like, you know, I'm not really sure if this was for me. And I, I walked away. Mm. Uh, when I say I walked away, gave notice, I had no backup plan. Oh, away. wow. Um, it's a little scary. I yeah. mean, it was just my husband and I, no kids, and was just kind of figure out as you go. Uh, three months later, my old boss, who had sold his business to Lippert, called me and said, Heather, I need kind of a personal assistant. My life is a mess. Um, what ended up happening is he booked a family vacation to Vegas, and they all went, and they didn't have hotel rooms because he booked them for the wrong week. And that's oh, when he realized, no. like, I need I need a personal assistant. And I so oh, I went to work for him part-time in the midst of all that, um, got pregnant. Um, so was like bartending and still doing that and working for him part time. Yeah. And it just kind of came full circle to some of the people that I had worked in, in the original manufacturing, um, that we all worked really well together and we kind of cut our teeth together. Mm. And so some investment opportunities had come up. Um, and I think our first business that we, we ended up buying, um, Superior Body Works okay. here in Goshen. Okay. Um, second generation, family owned, and they are still there running it. And um, we're just initially we we're just there to kind of give them a opportunity to grow. Yeah. Right. Maybe some operation, uh-huh. some organization, yep. some yep. vision. Um, and so that was the first, the first one I think we we bought. And my daughter, I want to say 2011. It all runs together. <laughs> um, the second one was Hostetler Garage Doors. Okay. So then we bought Hostetler, and all Hostetler needed a lot of uh, finessing, hmm. so to speak. And it was um, kind of that was a total rebuild too, from the ground up. New processes, new computers, new scheduling. Was that a family-owned business too beforehand? Uh-huh. So you, oh my word. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot. That's like against the grain. There was a lot of stigma there too, and then employees trying to find employees, which has never been easy. Yeah, and it it hasn't gotten any easier. I was gonna, yeah, Mm -hmm. I want. So I think Hostetler, we've had, I want to say, for about ten years. Um, and then we bought Goshen Plumbing and Heating, which was right down the road. Oh, okay. Um, all service-related businesses, really, in one one way or another. And we had that for about two or three years and kind of re- rebuilt that. And the opportunity came and uh, we ended up selling that to Bills. Okay. Um, in the midst of that, the O, the O, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of why we're here. The Oasis. Um, that 
kind of came to to light per se. Um, Dan Dino's had actually been up for sale, and I think all of us yeah. sat down, all my partners and I sat down, and we brainstorm either quarterly, go over reports or whatever, and we talk about things, um, the yeah. RV industry and what's up and coming or um, what other businesses are out there potentially struggling or might be on the market. And they were throwing it around about, like, well, Dandino's is for sale. Mm. Um, mind you, I think I'm the only one in that group that has any restaurant, had any <laughs> restaurant uh, experience. And I was like, you know, Dandino's has been around for a long time. But if you really want a restaurant, I know, I know one that we may be able to get into. And mm-hmm. that's how the conversation of the O started. And the rest is kind it's, of why we're here. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's fa- that's fascinating. Um, yeah, Dan Dino's is no longer around. It's gone now. And it so. has, I think, changed hands four, <clears throat> or, four or five times. Yeah. So business background, right, is kind of where I am. It doesn't necessarily pertain to one area. Yeah. Manufacturing. Yeah. Service, auto. Yeah. Yeah, it's all over the place. As you, I mean, yeah. you, you say service, but I mean, you were doing auto, you were doing garage doors, you're doing all, they're different industries. Sure, but it's, look, it's all, we're selling a service. Right. Uh, we are selling a service to residential and commercial people hmm. um, in both of those, both of those lines. Yeah. So. Would manufacturing be more product instead of service, but there's probably still a service. I mean, there was, there was, some there was definitely hybrid, some sure. customer service. There. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's still underneath the service umbrella but i always say because i was like oh my gosh the restaurant industry and i'm like we're business minded Mm -hmm. first um if it makes sense let's do it because the business model should not change from really industry to industry yeah wide um at the end of the day you still want to make money and you just got to figure out how to do it yeah, that's fascinating. So, wow. Yeah. So, is is would the Oasis be your or the O? I'm I, I love that. That would would that be your full time thing that you're focused on now? Or are you still doing kind of all of those? Uh, um, I have definitely gotten older. My daughter is 13. Okay. I am not doing all of those other things. And I had stepped away. Superior runs on its own. Um, yeah. Chuck and Carrie do a phenomenal job. Um, run in that business. They don't need me. Yeah. I mean, there's, they do. Every, you probably check in every once in a while, but it's more of a like, I just say hello. They yeah. don't, they don't need me. Yeah. Um, they do a fabulous job. Um, the garage door company, I want to say I pop in about once every two weeks, okay. sign checks, you know, we're, there's still, there's great management there also. They don't necessarily need me. Yeah. Or any of the other partners per se. Yeah. So the O has definitely, um, been quite the undertaking and my my baby and I'm proud and that's where I spend the majority of my time because I've seen you more there than anywhere I mean you know I, got, I haven't been to Superior often sure. right so I'm not seeing you there but well I think like when we first met it was at the gym right yeah I was gonna say that yeah, yeah. Um, East Lake Classic right back yeah. in the day and I would go on my lunch hour and that's when I was at the garage door company all the time and I would okay. just I would take my lunch and that's I think probably the first time we ever met yeah yeah, I said hi to you a couple times, and we we're both getting our fitness on. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I've stopped that. Uh, it's not as easy <laughs> um, anymore. Yeah, I uh, stopped in COVID. That's really when I saw the. Oh my gosh, just like I'm not everybody. I every think, everybody did. Yeah, but for me, that that piece is kind of that's my therapy. Yeah, and if I don't, um, no one's real happy. 
<laughs> if I don't yeah. make time for that. So there is something to that. I've I do a lot more uh, running, biking, swimming. I'm getting ready for a triathlon. Oh, sweet! And so yeah, go you. Yeah, go to the rock the quarry. Yeah. So it's yeah the old quarry uh, yeah. fiddlers fiddler. And so um, I I sleep horribly if I don't exercise. I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a correlation to that. So it's it's, it's no joke. Yeah. I think I've been doing it probably since I well. Since I was 30. So I've been do consistently. I've been doing it for a long time. Wow. Um, I just, it is my therapy. I mean, there are great side effects from it. Yeah. Right? You look good. You feel think, good. It, right. All that. But it really is like, I don't answer my phone. That's I nice. rock out. I in the zone. I'm in the zone. I don't, I try not to make eye contact Yeah. and I'm, so there's that one guy at the, hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, hey how's the, oh, yeah. hey, I was in there the other day, which is great. Yeah. But it's also like. That's not where I want to. I yeah. just, give me my hour. Give yeah. me my hour. I need it. Yeah. And everybody's way happier when I get that workout in. So, That's but like awesome. you, I um, have fallen off track a couple of times. I've had yeah. a couple of surgeries. Um a couple probably I think I've had four since we've opened the O wow. frankly um, so it set me back a little bit but I still feel like I gotta do that yeah like that's a priority for me yeah part yeah. of the part of your yeah daily ritual which is nice yes yeah that's are you still going to East Lake right over there are you, still, uh, are you going to uh, I have dual memberships okay so I go to East Lake and I also have Planet Fitness oh okay yeah um, Planet Fitness—it's nice because anywhere you travel, you can yeah. have something. That's the really yes. nice piece of it. The tanning—I don't know. I don't know if I think he's like has that too, but yeah, some... it's just—it's different. Okay, it's there's—it's a different environment, mm-hmm. and it depends on what I have to do that day, where I am, my location, yeah. as to what where I'm going. So I carry dual memberships. Um, I don't know for how long I'll do that, but it just makes sense. Yeah, for me, because sometimes Saturday mornings. Eastlake's packed. Oh, it gets, yeah. And I just want to go in and do my business. Like, I don't want to wait for, I don't want to wait for three sets of three guys jaw jacking on their phone for me to get on a piece of machinery. And I've I'm, been there. I totally know that. And I'm not super shy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be like, hey, can I work in? And they just kind of like look at you like you have three heads. And I'm like, no, I'm out. Like, yeah. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I've just come to that age where I don't tolerate that kind of thing yeah yeah i totally understand that that's hilarious so, yeah and plant fitness is nice because it's huge like, it there's a lot more room there you are never at a lack of anything to do even yeah. if like one of your machines is being used yeah you, there's something else open that you right. can totally get on that's similar or whatnot yeah sure that's cool so wow I uh, love it. Yeah. So that's where, we, yeah, I remember we first met there. I thought you were a banker because I one time saw you walking in or out of a bank, the one that's over by. <laughs> and then I remember you asking that and you're like, nope. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, you yeah. probably, but I mean, you had, <clears throat> it makes sense. The manufacturing, the, all the stuff that you're doing, the management of these companies, you're business oriented, you're getting things done. And sometimes I correlate that to bankers, but yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, yeah. We can leave it at that. That's fine. Yep. I'm not so, a banker. No, no. I'm glad. I, I don't know that I could be that refined to be a banker. <laughs> it takes, um, yeah, I don't I don't know that I could be that refined. Well, I think that's a good word. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of fun to, like you said, problem solve, 
things fast pace. You don't want to just sit behind a desk and not do anything. And no, uh, I've I've learned that in my yeah experience and wearing all the hats. So yeah, I, I don't. I like the. I never know what I'm going to walk into. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that you're sometimes the uh, fire per, fireman, firewoman, right? Putting out fires all the time. Um. Yes, but I have kind of been deemed the mother. Hmm. Uh, the madre, the mother, and it has come into play in the most random scenarios. And I see it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. Because I'm the oldest. I'm the yeah. oldest at the O. Um, I probably generally have more life experiences with great things and hard things yeah. than most of my employees. Um, so it's like, gosh. I'm the madre. I'm the mom. Yeah. So come to experience. I, yeah, I'll help you out. I'm the I'm the problem solver. Yeah. I'm not your friend. I'm going to tell you things that are going to be hard for you to hear. Yeah. Because you need. I'm here to make you better, to help you be better, because you're a part of the family now. Yeah. And that's how we. That's how we do it here. Yeah. That's awesome. So I love that. Well, you kind. Of, I mean, there's so many different questions I want to ask. So I'll start with this one. You kind of said, you know, the it's hard to find good people. Mm-hmm. And I know the industry, specifically the restaurant industry, is huge with the turnover. So are you, do you guys experience that a lot? And like, what's that like? First, we have an amazing team. That's awesome. And I'm super proud of all of them. Um, when we first opened, I think there was a two-year stretch there. From 2019 to probably the beginning of 2022, we had retained, I think it was like 86% of all of our initial hires. There is something definitely to be said for that. Yeah. I can't pinpoint it. I can guess. I feel, number one, the money was good. Yeah. Uh, Number two, I'm, I'm... pretty fun and we're a pretty good organization to work for yeah and understanding and we are a big family so it is chaos sometimes the majority of the time it's organized chaos but we all make it through and at the end of the shift you're like oh my god we just did that wow we yeah. totally just did that and so you i spend more the restaurant industry is if you're never been in it or worked in it it's like no other industry because you become super attached to these people Hmm. and you find your commonalities and your bonds and what makes each other tick and you're with each other all the time Hmm. and so we don't have normal sleep patterns yeah (laughs) (laughs) um it's just I'm proud of them. We have had some turnover lately. Uh, uh, some of our original staff was going to school. They got their degrees. They have they have moved on to a full time full time gig. Yeah. Um, now that things have slowed down a little bit, we don't need as many staff on. Yeah. So we haven't had a whole lot of turnover per se. There are some new faces that you'll see, but I think you get that anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um. But with that being said, staffing, uh, we're also family oriented in two part. So there are three of us there that are related. Hmm. So 
my executive chef Piper uh, and uh, one of my sous chefs um, on the line, Ethan, and myself, all our dads were brothers. Wow. So uh, little known secret is when we first started this endeavor, um, which we'll backtrack to how we got to what the O is today. Yeah. Um, but how we, I had my eye on Piper. Mm. I knew we grew up together. We were super tight. Um, she was born and raised in North Manchester. So we didn't see oh, each yeah. other all that often. An hour away. But. but we were pretty, like she looked up to me. I was grateful for her and we've just always had a special bond. Yeah. Her and I. And so I always say we're sister cousins. Um, and we're super close to this day. But when we started this endeavor, I had my eye on her. That's cool. So, so you kind of tapped her and said, Hey, I'm uh, it this. wasn't easy. Like, she was apprehensive for yeah. sure. Was she living in Goshen? No, oh, she yeah. was living on the other side of South Bend at that particular time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yes. Was, I mean, I'm going to take a little detour. What does she think of Goshen now? Uh, she had lived in Goshen okay. prior to that. Okay. Um, My wife's from South Bend, Mishawaka. And okay. so it's like, she's now like, this is so cool. Like, I didn't realize Goshen was what it is until you move here. It wasn't. It, it wasn't always yeah, oh, yeah. this. Yes. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it has come oh, a long, long way. Yeah. A long, long way. So, and then she was starting to grow her team. Um, and that is one thing that I, as as a, I don't, I don't like titles. So as an owner... Nate is my GM. Uh, Piper takes care of back of the house. She's the executive chef. But I trust them explicitly and to run their teams as they say fit. Mm. I don't have to step in. Um, I don't necessarily get involved in the hiring process because I know everyone. Mm. If I don't know you, I guarantee I know your mom, your dad, your brother, (laughs) your sister, your wife, your husband. Somehow I know you, and I just don't like that commonality. I like to step away. Um, Because then you don't have to be biased or unbiased. Correct. Right, that makes sense. Yep, yep. So I will get involved in the firing, just not the hiring. Oh, okay. (laughs) That that hasn't happened, but one time. Um, so there is a family bond there. That Tobias name is pretty thick. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Oasis, so. Well, I remember talking to Ethan one time and he said, um, the cooks just got, uh, the, uh, the red root beer, the cream soda, red cream soda, red Bark's cream red cream soda. Yeah. He's like, they put it in the back for us cooks. I'm like, that's so cool. Cause now, I mean, it makes sense. You know, you're, you're doing things to like make it a more enjoyable environment for the people working there. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to get this cream soda for the cook. Cause they asked for, it, or they wanted it or whatever. Yeah. However that came about. For sure. I love that. Uh, <laughs> if, if your team is not happy, if you were not doing things to promote your team and show them that you care for them and that you want them to be better, yeah, then what? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just not, you can't ask them to do things for you if you're not going to do anything for them. Right. I'm That's a, so true. I'm a lead by example. And I have always said, I never want to hear the words. That's not my job. Mm. Um, because as an owner, I've done dishes. I bust tables. Mm-hmm. I picked up cigarette butts in the parking lot. Wow. I have. There's. I mean, I clean bathrooms. I'm sure I all clean the, the bathrooms. Yeah. Um, yes, I have. There's not anything I won't do because I want it to be successful. So, yeah. if there's stuff that you're not willing to do, then how are you going to be successful? Right. 
Yeah, that makes total sense. No well, one's no one's too good for anything. So. Oh yeah, we may think that, but that's not true. We're all human, a hundred percent. Correct. Yeah, I heard a quote the other day that says, um, "Culture eats strategy." Or oh, something like that. Yeah. So no matter what your strategy is, if you don't have a good culture, you know, you gotta have. And I think that maybe it's well, it's probably the majority of the reason that we have kept so many people. Yeah, the culture the, of, and the the teamwork. That's always what I say, and I get frustrated um, sometimes when I don't see people being a part of the team. Mm. I was an athlete. Yeah, um, that is ingrained in me Mm -hmm. to be helpful to be um a good teammate yeah so if you're not willing to do that for someone else don't ask them when you need their help so that makes total that's kind of that's what i love that though that's That's what we preach well and i you know like like i said we've been to the oasis or the o the multiple times we oh. call it everything okay i mean it's okay the oasis the o 2023 you can call whatever you want we've, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've kind of lost the big o was that part of what okay. uh yeah so <laughs> the big the big o was its name back in the day wow okay so, so yeah well, let's get into that a little uh, bit okay tell me, tell me a little bit about how that was purchasing the big o well, backstory. Um, and Feel free to grab it as much. This is going to go, thanks. Oh, yeah. This is going to go back a little bit. So, original owner, uh, Sam Yoder, I think it was like 1964, something, right around there. Yeah. Um, he bought it. His son, uh, Denny, I think, uh, was in the Navy at that time, and he came home, and him and his wife, Mary, um, started running the O from his dad. And so Denny and Mary Yoder always were at the O. Mm. Uh, they had two sons, uh, Todd and Brad. Brad is my age. In I was probably in sixth, seventh grade. My, my parents became good friends with Denny and Mary. Mm. So we started doing family vacations together. We'd go to Indianapolis and go to the Children's Museum. Yeah. Um, they had a lake house. We would be at their lake house on the weekend. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Brad and Todd, growing up, were like the closest thing I ever had to a brother. Mm. Brad was best man in my wedding. Um, we're still very close to this day, by the way. Uh, so I started doing dishes at the O at maybe the age, I'm, I'm going to say 13? 13 yeah. every rules were different back yeah, then. yeah yeah i mean yeah. they were totally different back then um maybe 13 <laughs> doing dishes every friday and saturday night I, I can tell you it was for a 20 dollar bill and all the cherry coke that i wanted to drink uh. <laughs> my parents spent um quite a fair amount of time at the oasis okay um the bar rail uh so i mean they dropped me off and eat dinner and i would get done with work and they would take me home oh that's so awesome. i have a long connection with the o yeah and so anyway, it kind of culminated, um, the boys, they, they have great careers and are super smart. So they didn't want any part of their family's business. Right. Yeah. So then they ended up selling it to, um, some employees and that's kind of where we had come into the picture gotcha. and it was, uh, 20, <laughs> I only know this because it was, I was going through a divorce. Yeah. So it's 2017 and memorable time, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I mean, yes, but, and we had talked about it before and then we had backed out and thought it wasn't a good idea and then come back full circle and we're like, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, 
But on the flip side of that, my partners are great partners, but they're also like family to me. Mm. And so I'm the only female in the bunch and Mm. they look after me and make sure that I'm, I'm well taken care of, well taken care of and doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, And we run the gamut in ages. So, um, I mean, anywhere from, I think like 39, um, I won't say how old, like, you know, (laughs) 40-ish, 60-ish, mid-50s, and then upwards of 70 years old, right? So we kind of all run the gamut of age. And they just always made sure that I was taken care of and not doing anything stupid. Um, So we waited until the ink was dry on my divorce. And I think, I want to say a week later, we signed the the paperwork for the O. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. it was a very exciting time, but it was also like, holy shit, we just bought a bar. Yeah. A restaurant, right? Yeah. So kind of just letting it run and do its thing um, at that particular time until we got a really good idea of what we were going to do with it. Okay. And Because that's kind of how you, I mean, you, I'm just going to backtrack a little bit, but yeah. the, the with the auto place and the mm-hmm. garage place, I'm sure you watched it a little bit. Before you came in and made changes, right? Yeah. That's kind of. I mean, okay. you can't come in like a full day one and. Yes. Yeah. Although that's typically how I roll. Yeah. Um, into situations, <laughs> business is is a little different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that. It, well, unfortunately, or fortunately, it's true. Uh, confrontate people in Goshen are not confrontational. Correct. And so, if you in, if you have that, that's almost a skill. Because people don't know how to, I mean, it's like you, you're one up or two up because of that. And don't look at it as a something that holds you back. But I love that. That's, uh, that's such a good thing. Yeah. So ironically, <laughs> ironically, this conversation just happened last night. And I was like, I don't, I'm just me. Yeah. Or like when you walk in a room, like when you walk in somewhere, you walk in like, you do it with purpose. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. And I have been accused of being intimidating also. Uh, I am not. No. Um, but. Unless you're on my machine at Eastlake. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, can I work in? Yeah. <laughs> then I'm done. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we. Yeah. Back to the. Yeah. Back we, to the. We were just yeah. kind of watching it work. And I would yeah. go in and bartend on like Friday nights or Saturday nights. And I was like, okay, and figure it out. And at this point, the O was 21 and over. Yeah. Um, no kids because they opted years ago when you could choose to be smoking or non. Right. They went with the smoking. Right. One of the last. It's one like of, the dinosaur of Goshen. Yeah, yeah. One of the last. And it is iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody that turned 21 cut their teeth. They went to the O for their 21st birthday. Yeah. Every home basketball, every home football game yeah. in the heyday on Friday nights, you couldn't get in. It was standing room only or a Saturday night basketball game. That's where everybody went. Softball yeah. was huge in Goshen um, in my era when I was growing up. So the softball league, all the guys would come in hmm. and they would be at the O. That's That would be, that. that was the place. That was yeah. the... That's where you needed to be to be social. Yeah. Every Thanksgiving when the kids all came home from college. That was a place to party. Though. I love that. Christmas Eve is like, you didn't mess with Christmas Eve at the O. It was pull tabs, hams, uh, baskets full of um, stuffed animals. Like, 
I love hams. Pa- parents went home with like their winnings from Christmas Eve and put that under the tree for their uh, kids on Christmas morning. And I know that sounds, but it was standing room only. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it, it was, was a huge. gathering place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we still wanted to keep that. We wanted the O to be someplace where you could meet and keep. So in those months, in September, October, November, um, we just kind of watched watched it a little bit mm-hmm. and to see what we could do. There wasn't, there wasn't a hard plan. We had just met with designers and our builder to remodel and figure out what we could do. And frankly, it was, I think 4,600 square foot of cinder block and a rectangle mm. on a concrete slab. No basement, of course, cause it's in a floodplain flood, flood way, both. <laughs> That's all of Goshen, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Flood flood central. Um, So I think we had just kind of drawn up plans to say, hey, I think this is what we're going to do. Cut windows all the way around. Mm. Um, And then February of 2019 or 2018 hit. The 100-year flood. That was crazy. I remember that. I had a friend who went through the drive-through of Taco Bell in a kayak, and he got his picture on the like Goshen News because you could literally order because oh it was that high. And just, Kroger completely flooded. Yes, that was huge. I mean, and we've seen it. I mean, yeah. we've seen it. I've seen it my lifetime. I'm a little bit older than you are. Yeah, and I remember. I mean, when Denny and Mary owned the O, I remember. Filling sandbags. Wow. They just called all their friends and the kids, and we filled sandbags in the back parking lot of the O and sandbagged all the way around the O. Wow. I mean, I remember that vividly. Yeah. Um, so I had kind of watched the weather and was like, whew, this is, this is not, it's not good. It's the perfect storm. So I think it was myself and a couple of the guys that I think were working. I was like, oh, man. Um, we went down there early in the morning and it was like eight, nine o'clock and the city and county had set up, uh, bag filling stations yeah. at a couple locations. And so one of my, one of my partner's dad's Papa Twaits brought the trailer and I am very take charge in scenarios like that. Yeah. Um, might be hard to believe. No. Yeah. Definitely. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I'm like shovels. Let's go. Let's do it. And we went to, I think it was like the street department, whatever road that's on, and filled sandbags. In an hour and 15 minutes, by the time we got back to the O, we couldn't even get in. Wow. It was that. And we had trucks. Everybody had trucks, like big, like farm trucks. Lifted. Yeah, that you could could get in. I mean, you could, whatever. And it was just like. That much water. It's done. So let it go. Um I don't know what my blood pressure was that day. Yeah. I would venture to say it was pretty high. Uh, and you just kind of, that's mother nature, right? You just have, you can't stop it. Yeah. There was no stopping it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where we ended up. Um, when we finally got in, we were like, okay, so what do we do? And that's where the conversation came about of, um, you have two, two choices. You can either rebuild or remodel, or you can tear down and build new. new. And numbers obviously come into play. Yep. Uh, come to find out, fifty. Per- you can only put in 50% of fair market value. 
Oh, really? Because we were in a floodway. Uh. So with, with, again, this is all, I have buried some of this in the deep, dark yeah. blackness of my brain. I'm sorry for um, bringing it up. No, it's okay. <laughs> that, 50% of fair market value. So it means if we would have picked that building up and put it in a cornfield somewhere, mm-hmm. it would have been the same, not just because of the location. So if the building was worth $275,000 there, it was worth $275,000 in a cornfield. Mm, okay. So with those round numbers, let's say $140,000 wasn't even going to touch the kitchen remodel oh, and the geez. bathrooms. Yeah. So like, what do you do? Um, what do you do? Yeah. You're you're vested. Like you're in. Yeah. So you bought it. Yeah. yeah. So then we started talking to builders and um architects and interior designers and we can really make this thing great. Like let's make it great. Let's yeah. not none of us are quitters. We don't quit. We right. don't fail. It's not in our blood. It's not who we are. Right. So that's kind of how it came about. Sorry. I'm and no, do it. No. Would you like a I think I'll have a refill. Let me hook you up with that. Click. Um, so we ended up demolishing, and I only know this because it was the Monday I got back from Jamaica, because I was in Jamaica (laughs) over, uh, Thanksgiving break, um, with some friends, and then we got back, and the wrecking ball hit it. Wow. I I remember it getting demolished. Yes. I remember seeing it. November 2018 is when the wrecking ball hit, uh, November 2019, it was like November 21st, 2019 is when we had our first soft opening. Wow. So almost like a So a year. Yeah. It took a year to, to build do that. all that. Yes. Wow. Well, because we were going to do it, right? Do you think that was good marketing a little bit the, to see it be demolished and then rebuilt back up? Like, because a lot of, instead of like, hey, we've remodeled, all of Goshen watched it get demolished yeah. and then re- be, be real. You know, there was... Because it's kind of like, okay, what's going in here? And it's the oasis again. You're like, what is well, going on here? It depends. Like, yeah. I, we're finally over that hump, I think, of yeah. um, the old O versus the new O versus yeah. the stigma of what what it was versus we had, you know, the people that came in. I was like, well, this isn't the old O. Yeah. It's not. But it wasn't the old O when you guys bought it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the standing room only. That's not the oasis I remember. Right. When I went, it was. But was, n- nostalgia does yeah. weird things to people and yeah. it brings up a lot of weird emotions when they remember it a certain way. So yeah. almost, it'll be four years, November, that I think we have finally come past that hump and realized. Um, and what I always say, because people get overwhelmed by the appearance, I guess, of the O. Yeah. And I. I guess classified as um, industrial chic. We are not fancy. I am not fancy. Like, I am not a fancy person. That's not a nasty building. It's nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, But my thought was always, do you have money? I don't care what you wear. Can you afford your bill? Can you, I mean, are you going to pay me? I don't care what you look like. Yeah. Come, Come in from... You know, doing concrete work or being in the tractor or working on your car. I don't care. Yeah. It's, and that's the stigma of, um, we are finally getting over that hump. I think. People think it's a little higher class. Right. A bit. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it it is, there is, it's, it's nice. 
It's a very nice building. It's a nice place. It's got good food, high quality food. Right. Right. And so there, there's that aspect, but that's worth it. I think it is know. worth it. Yeah. Do you want why we did it? Eat a crappy whatever. Well, it you depends know? on what yeah. right. It depends on what you want. Yeah. And in four years, we still don't have a baseline, mm. right? Because we were amazing right out of the gate. Right. Our first four months was standing room. We were on a wait and then COVID hit. Mm. And no matter what people want to say, everybody in the restaurant business is still feeling, if they're still around, frankly, still feeling the ramifications of what COVID did to the industry. Yeah. Uh, And it's going to take a while for everything to come full, full recovery, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. So um, food, food costs are through the roof now. So that's what I'm like. There's no baseline. We can't even compare our performance to anything that we've done before because nothing is. You're in a new world. Quote unquote normal. Right. Wow. Yeah. And and I'm I'm sure everything kind of shifts a little bit as it keeps, you know, as everything just keeps going the way it's going. Yeah. Yeah. So for a long time there uh, during COVID restaurants would, you know, change hours and menus and. People would get frustrated with that. I know we got it. Um, we had some very popular menu items that have been taken off because we couldn't get the product on a regular basis. Mm. I don't want to ever tell you that I'm out of something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, or consistently week after week say, yeah. well, it didn't get shipped this week or we didn't have it. But what I speak of is our power bowls. Mm. Yeah, uh, I knew a lot of people who enjoyed those. Yes, yeah, um, I am. I am one of them. Yeah, and we said it was a uh, build your or choose your own adventure, right? Because yeah. you had all these options, and well, the zucchini noodles, yeah, the, and the zoodles, the zoodles. You know, week after week after week, we just we never knew if we were going to get them, and it was really? hard. We couldn't get them, and couldn't get them, and couldn't get them. Um, oh, that's frustrating. Uh, so frustrating, yeah. and then well, we're in Indiana. Go buy zucchini. Go buy a zucchini and do your own noodles. Well, that's that's manpower. Um, right. So what I was charging you for that bowl, now I'm going to have to charge you this. For, right. And it's not that easy. Like it's not like if you're making it for a family of four, okay, maybe. Yeah. It's just it doesn't. If you do a hundred of them in a, in a night, right. right? That's yeah. So that's it got to the point where we just we wanted things that were on a consistent inventory basis and we could get day in and day out and not have a problem with it. So that's kind of, ultimately we are at the hands of some of our vendors on that. And they may have shut down for COVID or they may have their supply chain. I didn't know what supply chain was until COVID, right? That wasn't something that was in the normal atmosphere. Right. You didn't talk about it unless you were in an industry somewhere that that was popular. But the majority of people, now it's a common thing. You know, it's, it's a word that people use in a daily yeah. basis, yeah. actually. Uh, so it just got to the point where I was, I want stuff on our menu that we're not going to have an issue getting. Yeah. And what ended up happening is they would be these manufacturers or producers that they would have 25 SKUs that they mm-hmm. produced. Well, during COVID or whatever, they couldn't get employees and mm-hmm. they couldn't get their inventory items to produce these. So instead of 20, 25 or 50, they would take it down to the top 10 or 12 mm. um, most sought after or 
than what their Most highest demand. Profit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what you said earlier at the start of this podcast is you like the unique things that sometimes, you know, aren't the main, everyone gets them, but are sometimes even better because of the unique, smaller. Right. You know. And that's, we kind of had to shift. We had to sh- shift our vision a mm-hmm. little bit there. We're coming back to it, but it's still hard. It's yeah. still on a, on a weekly basis. There are things that random things that you can't get and right now so I I look at the weather and go yeah we're we're in a drought like we're going into a drought right so in the midwest or nationwide well that is a trickle down Mm -hmm. all of that trickles down to us and our food costs and that we can't get it and it's higher the cost is higher or if you can get it at all or whatever the case Right. Um, and so I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking ahead two and three months going, what's this going to do to September for mm. us when we can't get fresh produce? Do your menu items change pretty regularly or are they pretty consistent? <sighs> Building a menu or changing a menu <laughs> yeah. is the most tedious and long process, um, <laughs> that I ever imagined. I, I underestimated the ease of changing menu items because our kitchen is small Okay. for what, what we have. Um, if we would have made a bigger kitchen, we'd have lost seating. Right. Gotcha. So yeah, it's like, what do you want to do? Yeah. Um, have more seating or have a smaller kitchen or have a bigger kitchen and less seating. Right. So we have to really cross utilize items in our kitchen to, Maximize space and inventory inventory loss because no one wants inventory loss. Right. Um, So we we look at that, too, from going from a new menu. Chef and I and sometimes Nate, um, we go down about two times a year to uh, a test kitchen and they pull out all their new items. And we're like, okay, that's a winner. That's a winner. That's a winner. Mm. And then we go back and kind of culminate. So we're probably about every, I'd say, nine Nine months, nine, ten months, we change up our menu. Yeah. So, and we, two months ago, we just changed it, pulled some stuff off, added some new things. Yeah. You're probably looking at the data too, right? Understanding kind of. Well, the market, the the market plays a huge part in, in what you want to change up and what you want to put on there. Yeah. So all our stakes right now, and actually since COVID, they've been at market because they fluctuate just so much. That's crazy. And it, it freaks everybody out, right? Because you yeah. hear market price, you're like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm buy this since we seven hundred dollars. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. Um, but in correlation to that, when you go to the store, and I don't care what store, it can be Kroger, mm-hmm. it can be your hometown butcher, it could be Aldi. Go buy a fillet. Go buy a ribeye, mm-hmm. and compare it to what you were paying two years ago. Oh yeah. It's, it's just not. Or a month ago. Right. Right. It's, they do it fluctuate. Fluctuates so yeah. much. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's something that we have to defend, I feel, sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's that's tough. I mean, I think people are, yeah, it, I think everyone is, all right, I say I think, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk from my personal, I see everything changing. I know what's happening. Like, prices of, if I go, I love Taco Bell. It's my dirty little secret. That is shame on you. I know. I love Actually, we have this conversation a lot at work and they're like, that's one of the healthiest fast food restaurants that actually you could go to. I don't eat fast food. Uh, And so. Good on you. Yeah. (laughs) 
every once in a while, I'll say every, you know, two years I'll go talk. No, not really. But every once in a while I'll go talk about, but it, what I bought when I was in college to what I buy now. Sure. My dollar went farther back then. And so I can only imagine that's Taco Bell. That's the lowest of the right. low. Then you go to Oasis, right? It's it's the you guys are having the same food, not the same. You're not buying from the same place, but you're buying food, and those prices are going out out the roof. I'm the same with going to the market. You're right. I mean, what I could buy for a hundred dollars, um, three five years ago, I now that's half of my grocery bill. Sure. Right, it's good and 300, we get fuel surcharges on yeah. every bill. We get and you really wow. Yes. Envir- well, not every, but a few of them. We get environmental charges. Wow. And they almost don't want you to. Well, even. <laughs> they have to make, they, they're in business also. And yeah. COVID just really changed the entire structure of business. And I, frankly, I, I'm not need to narrow that down to the restaurant industry. Yeah. COVID changed the structure of how business is done and what is tolerated. Mm. Um, people became a lot more tolerable of some things. And I think, it was it's easier to take advantage of some avenues of that. Yeah. Restaurants are more apt to change hours. Yeah. Because they can't get employees or yep. um we have I think every year we've been open we are we're closed the week of fair. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. It makes total sense to me. Uh, born and raised here. Mm-hmm. I know what the fair does. It is huge and yeah. it's great. But if I'm not going to the fair, I'm not coming into Goshen. Yeah. Because it's too crazy. The traffic is unbearable. Uh, and then we're in a huge farming community. Yeah. People, people are at the fair because they're involved with the fair. Right. Um, and it's, it's great. But for business, I'm closed that week. It's the end of July. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows we're down that week. Go do your own thing from an employee standpoint, but it it's not beneficial monetarily for me to be open that week. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. you probably see a slump. And you you kind of got to look at that when you're looking at dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Is it worth it for me to be open during fair week? Yeah. They have lunch passes. Yes. So some of our lunch crowd, they're like, I'm going to get some fair food. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it only comes a week. Yeah. I mean, 10 days getting or whatever. Some Tom Thumb donuts. I'm yeah. getting some cheese curds. I'm yeah. going to go to the dairy barn and get a grilled cheese. Yes. Yes. I mean, I've only heard all these things I'm repeating. Okay. Yeah. No, I've definitely, yeah. No, <laughs> that's me 100%. Uh, those little steak tips. Oh, my uh, God. Niederman's, yeah. Steak yeah. tips. Uh, I'm a big Tom Thumb fan. I've not been there. I don't think I've tried what? that. What? Yeah, the I, bucket of Tom Thumb. Oh wait, I have the bucket. Those are the little like donuts. Yes, one hundred percent. I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. And the haystack. Oh, that's yes. good too. The land. Anyway, I love that. Yes. So yeah. it is iconic here. Mm. Um, we're just closed that week. I think I went to the fair for lunch every single day last year. <laughs> it was awesome. It's better than Taco Bell. Yeah, it is. I'm glad. Yeah. I I uh, fasted from Taco Bell for like three months, so I had enough money to get there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... Um, tell me a little bit about um, just the... I don't know how I want to get into this. The, there's a little bit of like strife, I feel like, between you and the parking lot. Does that make sense? Like... You guys are always packed, and I've had to pa- I've had to park other places because uh, a fence had to be put up, and I don't know how much you want to get into that. And so, feel free not to go too into. It could be just me. It's not su- just you. Okay, 
I will I will speak on facts and not emotion okay. and not um, not anything else. I'll just I mean I'll speak on facts. So the fence is not mine. Okay. Bum bum bum. The Oasis had been there since, like I said, nineteen sixty something, uh, and, and had always shared parking. We never thought that it would be an issue. Um, um, it is, I don't know, frankly, how big of an issue it is currently. My employees all park off-site yeah. at other various places, um, not in Linway. I, without, without being... Again, this is a gray area, so I have to word this very carefully. No. Yeah. Um, hey, I'll give you two glasses of whiskey and then I ask no, you this question. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I still have half of this okay, last one. Right. So it is a bone of contention in the community with us. I think at last, at last count, there was something like 14, 15, 16 different avenues that we tried to come to an agreement mm. uh, with our neighbors in being able to utilize and share parking. I just, I don't feel like there's a solution. Mm. Um, it is what it is. And we're learning to be us because I don't think it's going to change. Yeah. Um, again, we have, we've tried different solutions it business 101 business attracts business yeah um we came here to kind of make goshen better like any business coming to goshen is going to make it better and people are going to come and you know what they're not only going to come for the o they're going to come to the O and then get ice cream at the chief mm-hmm. or they're, they're going to go get donuts for their, their kids in the morning at mm-hmm. Dutch made. Um, they're going to go fill their pint at GB co on the way home. So yep. they have something to drink tomorrow or they're going to go watch a movie mm-hmm. and come to eat a good dinner right? or go bowling. Mm-hmm. And now we have the ax place, which is all great. Like Goshen is growing. Mm-hmm. Let's grow together. Um, so it, it, that part had, was difficult and a lot of time was spent there. We met with the DNR. There was a public meeting on why maybe the fence wasn't such a good idea for environmental. Um, yeah, we lost clearly. We lost that. Um, so we, we just really tried. It's like, we didn't want anything for free, but we really tried to be neighbors. Um, and I, think you know goshen as a community we're kind of built on that yes yeah. we are a small not as small as it used to be but we are a small community yeah um and again everybody knows everybody or there's a it's not kevin bacon seven degrees of separation right. it's like two yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if you've heard of the mennonite game but it's uh who who are you related to me? How are we related? It's oh, a, I am a, not. There's a Mennonite. Game. I don't. That's the Goshen. I'm not Mennonite, so I don't know. That was going to be my next question. I am not. Yeah, <laughs> so, but uh, I'm around Mennonites all the time. Yeah, so. I mean, 
at Scotian. At Scotian. But again, that comes back to the commonality of like, hey yeah. man, we're neighbors. Can I help you out? Yeah. It's frustrating because I've seen other, uh, I've seen signs. I mean, people put up signs, we support the Oasis. I don't know if you've seen them driving and it's, it's just like, it's frustrating. I will say, and this is just me. This is not you at all. Okay. This is me. I have parked in outside of the fence and the fence frustrates me and there's signs up that says, do not park here if you're going to the Oasis. And I've pushed down all those signs. <laughs> Again, that's me. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's just like, why are you doing this? Like, it's it's um, frustrating. It's frustrating from a consumer standpoint. And I know it's not you guys. So, um, to the person who's doing that, understand that there are people out there that see that and it's reflected. And it's not you guys. You know, it's just, it, that's frustrating. It's very frustrating. So. It is something that I lost a lot of sleep over, have probably a few more wrinkles and gray hair. Yeah. Um, Blood pressure is at this level because of it, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, that's the one thing I have never had to worry about is but, I, have a, nice. I have low blood pressure. But I have gray hair and wrinkles <laughs> and stress uh, yeah. over that sometimes. And people that come into the community or come that may want to come and visit us. They don't know what to do. Yeah. And so they come in the restaurant. I can't tell them what to do. Mm. I can't tell them. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It is. And makes being in business uh, sometimes difficult. Yeah. However, you just take the high road. People figure it out and go from there. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's the Hatfield McCoys. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Let's, let's switch. I have a different question a little bit. Okay. Uh, bring it. Totally, totally different. So w one time I was at the Oasis and I got the Chalmer. Can <laughs> you tell me a little? You're close. Can you pronounce? <laughs> it's Chalmer. Chalmer. Yeah. You kind of like skip over the L a yeah. little bit. Chalmer. Chalmer. Uh, so uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Cause that's one thing that's been consistent on your menu. Yeah. And it will be. Yeah. Um, Chalmer. So I had briefly talked about, um, my chef Piper and Ethan, uh, who is one of my line guys. Our grandfather, uh, was Chalmer Lee Tobias. Um, Toby for short. That's the Tobias. Baby. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Because it is a weird name. Um, and if you look at, actually, I've looked it up a couple different places. Uh, German descent, but then I feel like there's also a Polish line there. Mm. But we're we're German. I mean, that's our lineage. Uh, so that was our grandfather. He died when he was 50. So none of us ever, ever, ever met him. Um, but my dad was the oldest of four boys. Um, so he was Chalmer Lee Tobias the second. Mm, okay. Um, Toby also <laughs> short. Uh, Piper's brother is Chalmer Lee Tobias the third. Oh, very cool. Also Toby. <laughs> um, it makes it so much easier. Toby makes it. Yeah. Yeah. Toby. 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 Uh, so we're we're. Pipe and I are sitting down and we're kind of going over the menu and we're talking about whatever. And again, she, 
North Manchester. Yeah. Goshen. Like, we didn't hang, like, Christmas, Thanksgiving, growing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, You're not at each, each other's house every weekend. No, it's and more she's about, 10 yeah. years younger than I am. Gotcha. So, yep. there's, there's not a big commonality there, yeah. or close to 10 years younger. Uh, so, we were talking about stuff, and then I'm like, you ate that? I ate that. Mm. Oh, my God, that's so weird. So, this is my version, and then I'll touch on her version of what the, ch- the Chalmer is. So... I spent a lot of time with my grandmother, Venus, uh, which was who was married to my grandpa Chalmer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and she was a widower, and I spent basically every weekend when I was younger. She lived in New Paris, and I—I oh. I mean, I couldn't wait to get there on Fridays. I spent Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I would help her cook. We'd watch Golden Girls. We'd <laughs> eat popcorn and an apple um, every night. And I would go to church with her on Sunday, Maple Grove. Yep. Shout out Maple Grove. Um, <laughs> and I just the memories. I would go pick a hanky from her hanky drawer, put it in my purse. Sunday school and church. That's awesome. But. I also remember going with her. We were not, we were a poor family. We didn't have a lot. But I get, I remember going with her and standing in line for government cheese, Mm. government bread, and government peanut butter. Mm. If you've never had government cheese, you are missing out. Um, it, It was amazing. But my grandfather, growing up or as my for my dad growing up my grandfather works at a butcher shop in Napanee okay one on six uh I mean this was in like way back 1950 all right so I doubt it take it back uh he brought home ham you know what you can do with ham a lot Mm -hmm. you can do breakfast lunch and dinner with Mm -hmm. ham very utilitarian that was like right and it was relatively inexpensive. So they always had ham on hand. So lo and behold, to me, we would have ham, the government cheese, peanut butter, and I always put a crisp piece of lettuce, romaine lettuce, on it, and a little mayonnaise. And that was, we did that a lot. Yeah. It was amazing. (laughs) Well, then talking to Piper, her family did that too. Huh. But they put relish on it or pickles or, you know, whatever. I'm right. not a big pickle fan. Right. So I was like, oh, my God, we all did this? Like. It was a family thing. It was a family thing. That's fascinating. It was a Poe family thing. Yeah. Um, and so if I was on a desert island and I could only take one food. It would be that. It'd be peanut butter all oh, day. Oh, peanut butter. Yeah, that makes sense. Peanut butter. I, think, I love peanut butter. I think you could live off peanut butter. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's. Yeah. Um, that's. It's my fave. Uh, so then we're like, we're putting this on the menu. So then we call it the Chalmer. That's awesome. So it also brings like full circle of kind of what the O is based upon. And it is family. Yeah. Yeah. Like Whether that. it's blood or not, it doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah. But that that is on our menu. It's a piece of it. Yeah. yeah. So. I love it because when I ordered it, you came out and you gave me the store. The spiel. And I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I do because... It was a big part when we first opened about people being knowledgeable, my staff being knowledgeable of what that is because people can't pronounce it. They're like, what is this? Yeah. This is weird. I'm like, it's only weird until you try it. And then you realize it's amazing. Yeah. Um, And so I would, you know, went through, but now we've got new hires and we don't necessarily like 
you don't know the correlation of some of them don't even know we're all related. Right. So, you know, you, you right. kind of go through that process because life gets in the way and business gets in the way and yeah. you, you forget to tell your story a little bit. So no, that's that. the Chalmer. Yeah. That's so cool. No, I love that. that. That's a unique thing that you guys do. I love that. That is a very unique thing and it was very good. I enjoyed it. Good. So, Thanks. I know everybody looks at it. It's like, oh man, it's weird. And I'm yeah. like, if you want it and you get it, if you don't like it, it's yeah. on me, but I want you to step out of your comfort zone <laughs> and try a little bit and it. Yeah. try it. Yeah. At least try it. I think uh, we're putting peanut butter on more things these days. You know, I've been into some restaurants where they're throwing who knows what on what. You know, I mean, you know. peanut butter makes everything better. It does. Yeah. It's not bad. So our O burger. Okay. Which is jalapenos, mm-hmm. um, strawberry jam, and then pepper jack cheese. That's the O. And I'm always like. Peanut butter. Add peanut butter to it. It would not be bad. Add it's amazing. It's it's that's pretty good. What's your like go to thing at though that you order? That I that I order? Yeah. Well you'll laugh at this. Um I would eat a good salad every day of the week. Yeah. Goes back to working out, not eating talk about. I right. try not to do well, I try not to do red meat because it's really hard to digest and I don't I mean, I, our fillets you can cut with a fork, but oh, yeah. it's not necessarily. I don't do red meat. For me personally, um, I kind of make my own salad. Mm. Well, I mean, no one sees it because I'm in my office, like inhaling it, doing paperwork. But yeah, um, our salmon salad because it's cold smoked salmon. Ooh. You don't get that everywhere, and it's yeah. oh yeah, it's so good. I don't really have a go go to um, our salmon. The cold and the cooked salmon, um, the ginger soy salmon, are probably like my big go tos, or the lobster mac and cheese. If I'm oh. if I'm feeling like I need to carb up, yeah, yeah, need some energy. Uh, I know, but I could go on like lobster roll. Like, I think Southside does a good lobster roll. They do. Yes. Yeah. Um, so besides them, we're the only two that I think local or that. Maybe I, I've never seen a lobster roll other than Southside and us. Yeah, no, those are both unique and where you guys are. Yeah, yeah. well, and that's the that's the other thing. Like Goshen doesn't have we have a lot of chain stuff in our area or Mexican. Mexican's great. It I is love it, but we have I think twenty five taquerias or twenty six taquerias. I remember seeing a statistic on that. That's just taquerias, not Mexican restaurants. Taquerias. Yeah, and so in. Um, I have my favorite out of those 25 and I haven't tasted all of them, but I love, are you willing to share? Um, yeah, I, I, there's a place called Lamudos, Lamudos, China. It's on eighth street. So it's, we're on eighth street. Yeah. If you go across the railroad tracks uh-huh. and it's kind of over by, um, La Casa and the, uh, corrections facility. Yep, yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's Lamudos China. I don't know how to pronounce it, but the mean the name is like guts and giblets, oh. which sounds awful, right? Yeah. But oh. when you go in there, it's fantastic. They do Mexican correctly, in my opinion. And oh. the, the other place I really like is across from the courthouse. The um, it is a uh, grocery store. Yeah. And then you go in the back, and okay. The, 
the tacos are to, like delicious, but then I'm the only white guy there. And that's how I'm like, yeah, this is where it's at. Like if I, if I'm in a room and it's packed out and I'm the only white person there, then I'm like, yeah, this is this legit. Is, you this you is know legit. where you're yeah. right where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I haven't hit all the taco trucks. I want to do that eventually, but there's some good taco trucks too. So there are some, good but taco <clears throat> when it comes to cuisine in Goshen, it's like, I mean, we have two, three, four Culver's. <laughs> you know what I mean? it's yeah, like- I know. And so I think I was misquoted, and this is one of the frustrating parts. I was mis- misquoted when we were doing the O mm. um, in saying, listen, I work hard, I play hard. That no secret there. But I have my daughter 50% of the time. I do not work. And so this is also something that I get frustrated with. Like, I haven't seen you at the O. Mm. Why? I, I, I mean, I'm there, um, but I do not work nights when I have my daughter. Yeah, that is a hard pass. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't work Thursdays ever. I work Thursday lunches. I don't work Thursday nights, and I don't work Fridays. Mm. Those are Fridays a big night. Yeah, I have a really good team. I don't need to be there. Yeah. You know who needs me? My daughter. Oh, that's 100%. that's who needs me. If if you can tell me that that you didn't see me at the O on a Friday night, did you need me, or are you just sad that I wasn't there? Yeah, because she comes first. So yeah. that becomes part of being in the public eye, right? Yeah, and you have to be broad-shouldered and kind of hard ass sometimes to let that roll off you. Yeah. Just because I'm not there does not mean that it's not Yeah, nothing's it's not it's running the same. a good business. Yeah. Well and you kinda of talked about that at the start is you set up these kind of systems, right? And you're saying like working at uh, a body shop or working at a um garage door, they, you they're the same you need to make money and you have to set it up correctly. And so if you're not setting up a system where you, like if you step away and it falls apart, then that's there's no system there. No, it's running that's bad on, on you. you yeah, because you didn't set that in place. Correct. Um, and again, I think I touched on this. I've had a couple of surgeries and had to step away for a time or two, and I didn't yeah. really worry about anything. You know why? Because Nate and Piper are really, really good at what they do. That's awesome. And I don't. I will give them props all day long. Um, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Because they have it handled. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm glad what you guys bring to Goshen, that uniqueness, and it's consistent. I love that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Part of Goshen, it's really tricky, right? Goshen is tricky. We we bring a lot of people in during the week that travel in for work, mm. and then they all go back home. And I'm going to say home, like South Bend, Granger, yeah. um, Michigan. Uh, gosh, South Bend, Mishawaka, Granger, they have a great scene. They do. Gosh. Yeah. They ha- I'm, I go I'm there jelly. Yeah. I know. I go there often. They just have a to... great scene. They have yeah. a great food scene. They have a great nightlife beer scene. They have a great nightlife scene. Yep. So those people are not going to come back to me, right? They're not going to come back to me on Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah. So what, what can we do to be able to get our own people that live here, play here in Goshen um, and surrounding areas. And that means New Paris. That means Middlebury. Mm-hmm. Um, this side of Elkhart, right? Uh, what what can we do to get them to be like, hey, 
the oh, we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have outside seating. We have amazing food. Very eclectic bar selection. Yeah, uh, and it's just how do you how do you dial in on that? And that's really something that we've had that conversation on on how to draw those draw right? those people. Have in. you been doing live music at all? Things like that. Oh, funny, you should ask. <laughs> okay, I don't do live music, <laughs> jazz hands. Um, so we do do live music, and it's something that I think it's. I mean, I'm a sucker for live music. Oh, yeah. If you have cold beer. That's where beer, we talked about this podcast. Yes. Was at live, at live music. music. Yeah, go Chibi Co. Chibi Co. Yeah. And I love Chibi Co. Yeah. Right? I like, love it. It's, I go on Wednesday specifically because yeah. of live music. Yes. There's something about it. I got to go. No, yeah, just no. kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're about, yeah. You probably should. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's one of those things. Our live music is Thursdays and occasionally on Saturdays. That's awesome. Um, because... Thursdays like the Friday Eve, right? Mm-hmm. You, we made it. We made it to Friday. <laughs> yeah, and we have a really good and eclectic. I mean, I think we run the gamut on live music. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you can't find that everywhere. Yeah, all the time. And so GB Co. I think does it on Wednesdays. We do it on Thursdays, sometimes Saturdays, and it's just that's awesome. Support local. Do local. And people want local. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just for me, it's for everyone. You have to support that. You have to support that local. Yeah. Well, I think for me specifically, I've really focused in on that after COVID. Yeah. Because I realized that. How important. Yeah. How important it was. If I'm not supporting local, um, there's a chance it'll go away. And then I'm at the whims of whoever, whatever. And uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of that. And you don't want to feed into, I mean, this is me personally. And when I go to a new city or a new town, I'll be like, hey. Um, Where's the closest Chili's? No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's a mom and pop like bar, pub yes. around here? Like, yep. point me in that direction. Yeah. Like, There's something to that. I, w- I you want get that. The, you get the taste of the, you get the, your fingers on the pulse of the city when you go to that. Yeah. You know, I, went, I went to Chicago with my wife uh, New Year's and we didn't go to the Cheesecake Factory. I could care less about the Cheesecake Factory. I went to the place where the people had been working there for 25 years. It was like a beef and... Did you have Malort? Uh, I've had Malort. I didn't have it then. Okay. But that's that's delicious too. <laughs> that was like a, uh, I don't know, like a rite of passage. Like my friends, when we go to the bar, you have to drink a shot of Malort before you party with us. I was 45 before I ever no got way. Malort. Yeah. I had never even heard of it. Those mi- mixes of herbs. Oh, and, like, ooh, uh, ooh. Yeah. Do you guys have Malort? No. We absolutely do not have okay. Malort. Okay. <laughs> but it's a, it's a joke. It's it a is. big joke. Um, but really yeah, the, the first like time. It's like an herbal tonic that just like burns. It is, dis- it is not <laughs> yeah. great. Um, you need to get a bottle. Yeah. You know what? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but that's always, I just, and it becomes more important when you realize that their parents, they, you know, when it's second generation or first generation, what, what they're missing out on to be mm. able to have a family owned business or something to that effect yeah. to, to bring to you. Um, and so we, we do get the cost, um, the, the price, the ticket price question a lot. Mm. And I will gladly say, well, go, go to McDonald's. I want you to go to McDonald's and buy your family of four. Mm-hmm. 
drinks, cheeseburgers, and french fries. Bring me that tab. Get cheeseburgers and french fries and Cokes here. Mm-hmm. Have somebody serve it to you. Tell me the price difference. Mm. I, you know, you want to know what it is? How much? Well, yeah, tell me. From a dollar perspective, you're about 10 bucks. Really? Yeah. If you if you go through the drive through and you're like, I want a number five four times. Yep. And you do that. And you take it home in a bag. Yeah. And you sit at your kitchen counter and do that. Or you come to me and say, I want four cheeseburgers, deluxe, fries, tots, and give me four Cokes. Yeah. And you get to sit there and somebody gets to wait on you. Yeah. And if you go on Thursday, there's live music. And you go on Thursday and there's live music. Right. And we've recently added um, desserts uh, made by Sweet M's here in Goshen. Oh, no way. So, yeah. we're. I mean, we're a... Yeah. I don't, local, local yes, focus. I yeah. And can you and get whiskey it. at McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you carry a flask. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, no, that's, I mean, our bar is eclectic. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like, but how much, yeah, I, I don't go to McDonald's. So I, it's frustrating. You are, but, th- but that is also the point. Like you go to Chili's and you're going to have the same ticket that yeah. you have at me, but you're feeding a corporation. Right. And where's Chili's he- headquarters at? Instead of not a, a Goshen raised Goshen born. Right. Yeah. No, I totally yeah, there's, there's something to that. It's a little but, frustrating. Um, one of the things I really appreciate about you guys, too, is you took the old bar from the old O. And then I that. mean, you couldn't have the O name without the O back bar. Mm-hmm. That's such so. a cool piece of, and it takes up space. It does, but it adds so much of like the ambiance to yeah. your place. It's like, And it was actually, we kind of built built the restaurant around it. Oh, really? Well, because it's Indiana, right? And you can't have children in bars. And yeah. So we wanted it to, to be a focal point. Hmm. So whether or not you had your kids and you had to sit on the family room side or you chose to sit, that bar is what makes the O. Mm-hmm. And you see it when you walk in. You can see it when you walk in, even though you may not be sitting in the bar. Yeah. And it dates back from 1880. It was made by the Brunswick Corporation, which is commonly known for um, bowling alleys. <laughs> okay. um, and they they made, ours is called the Majestic Model. A lot were lost in prohibition. Mm. Uh, and there's not many of them around. Wow. So, yeah. So you're but, seeing something that's like, very rare and old and old wow the bottom the bottom was damaged in the flood we couldn't salvage it so we had to make do with just the the top piece and there were a lot of rumors um about what we were going to find when we disassembled the bar in the old Mm. uh hundreds of dollars in coins in the columns um bullet holes this is what i pulled out of those columns that are hollow uh, there's a really cool bottle opener that I got. There was a pack of Camel non-filters. No way. Yeah. Uh, uh, but those tasted delicious. Uh, I didn't try them. Oh, okay. Uh, and maybe a dollar ten in change. <laughs> so it 
you know, the stigma and the rumors, like it, it just starts. Yeah. Just, you can't stop it. It's like a freight train. Yeah. It just goes and goes. But that's what I found in it. And I saw the can opener. It's on my fridge at my house. Um, I don't know. I think I threw away the Camel non-filters. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty, yeah, pretty stale, rough. to say the least. Yeah. But I didn't find any bullets or bullet holes. That's so. wild. Yeah. Yeah. The, just the stories that go with it. Yeah. I love that. But it looks a lot different in the space that mm-hmm. it's in versus what it was. It's got room to breathe. The, yeah. I feel like if that, that's, how, that's how I explain it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that. Tell me a little bit about your whiskey, why you love whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've got a ton of questions. If you can't tell, I'm just like... Oh my God, yes. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Okay, whiskey. Whiskey for me is a... Um, Jack Daniels was the first tour I ever went on, and mm. I just kind of fell in love with the story. So he he died from gangrene. Oh, wow. Do you know that? I did not know that. He died from gangrene because he kicked his safe, and his foot got infected, and he got gangrene and died. No way. He would have lived if he would have poured a bottle of his own stuff on his foot, because <laughs> it would have killed everything in it. Wow. I did not know that. Okay. So if you ever get the chance to do the Jack Daniels uh, tour in Lynchburg, I highly recommend it. But it is in the middle of BFE and it is a dry county. You can't buy it there. They give you some lemonade at the end of the tour. Wow. There are still dry counties in, in the United States. Yeah. Very few, but. Very few. My family actually lives in one in uh, eastern Kentucky. Mor- Morgan County. Morgan County, Kentucky is still a dry county. Wow. Yeah. You got to come locked and loaded when you when you go visit. But um, <laughs> I have been to the Jack Daniels Distillery Tour uh, three times. And I kind of just fell in love with the story. And I'm always about a good story. Yeah. Partly because I think maybe I have a good story, right? Mm. On who I am, how I got to where I am, the mountains, hills, challenges that that make you and mold you into who you are. So I always like a good story. So Jack Daniels, um, when we were building the O, April, it was April of 2019. And I liked the brown liquor mm-hmm. already at that point, but I was on a, a trip, we'll say a, a three day vacation in Cincinnati And I went and I found this really cool bourbon bar and it had like 20 seats in it. Um, And I had this amazing back bar that was all lined with uh, whiskey barrel staves, like Mm. all this wood and glass shelves. And it was backlit. And there was like so many options. And I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground at that point. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what this is. I've never heard of it. Like, tell me. Yeah. So I ordered um, the bartender's slash mixologists, whatever you want to call them, barkeeps. I said, I want a Boulevardier. And it's your call. Tell me what, I mean, whatever you think. And so he pulls down this bottle and it's rabbit hole. Mm. And I'm like, oh, tell me about it. Um, And my eyes light up and they get all glossy. And I'm just like enamored with what he's saying. And he goes into this story about rabbit hole and how it came to be. And it's one of the newer, newer products on the market. Mm. But in 2017, won gold at the New York spirit and wine festival. And I was like, okay, tell me the story. So Kavi, the founder, it was a psychologist and a professor. Okay. 
and this is how my love actually came to be. Yeah. It's It's hitting all the right strings. It's it's hitting all the spots. Um, and so he, he's telling me this. So he is definitely a good storyteller, which I feel like any mixologist barkeep bartender should be. Yeah. And he's like, he, um, I don't know, late thirties was, had been divorced and he went out on this date with this girl and he was a gin, I think he was a gin or vodka drinker. And she was from Louisville and she was a bourbon girl all the way. And so she kind of was like telling him, you know, the notes and what it means and how it's made. And he's like, okay. Meanwhile, he's still a professor and a psychologist. He fell in love with her. Part of the reason I love the story is because her name was Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, he fell in love with her, moved to Louisville, left a career. Wow. Interned at a distillery and learned his craft. Wow. And now has one of the most badass industrial distilleries in Louisville and wow. it's rabbit hole. And I will tell you in his story is that he's like, I fell in love with her and I fell in love with bourbon and it sent me down the rabbit hole. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm getting chills. Is that not the most romantic thing? So I'm like, okay. So hands down, like rabbit hole is, I give it as gifts. Yeah. That is my thing. We have it at the O. Um, I... Shout out to that mixologist for just well knowing the story to be able to like bring that. Yes, and I feel like it was in a spot of my life um, that I thought where I was and who I was with mm-hmm. <laughs> probably resonated with that a mm-hmm. little bit. And so I got home and I was like, "Holy shnikes!" Like I got a, I bought it. I bought all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a high end. There's a run of the mill. They have a rye. Um, so it really is kind of like when you say rabbit hole. I'm like, yeah, that's me. So when you come to the O, we have two booths in the bar section, mm-hmm. and there are the wall behind it is made from whiskey barrel staves. Oh, that's and cool. so there's nine barrels actually that have been torn apart and put up oh, there. Wow. Yeah. And I got that idea from this bar that is no longer in existence uh, in Cincinnati. Like COVID, right? Yep. Something. Oh, yeah. It's it's COVID. Killed it. Yeah. Um, so rabbit mm. hole, it's just, I can't explain the emotions that come up with me when I talk about it. And I can talk about others as well, but this was the run that really sunk in and made me love bourbon and whiskey and want to know the history and why's and how it came to be and the aging process. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it takes like, you know, a decade or more before you even get to taste the product. And I'm just, I'm a sucker for a good story. Yeah. Um, So rabbit hole was definitely what kind of got me into it. And now full circle. So I think every year and a half or two years, uh, Rabbit Hole will release an artist series. Okay. Um, so they will do a very limited whatever they whatever spirit that they choose, and they'll pick an artist, and they will do six um, prints from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, okay. And they will sell those just at the distillery. So there's like 190, 200 bottles of each print. 
two years ago, I had some really good friends of mine go into Louisville and I was like, oh my God, give me all of them. I'll pay whatever you need. So it was like one bottle per. So they got off, they got five of the bottles, which is the frog. Now I'm going to have to recollect here. Alice, the frog, the cat, the queen of hearts, the rabbit. So the rabbit, no. The rabbit was the last one, and this is the point of the story. I just got the rabbit, um, so I had five out of the six. Okay. And they're all labeled and numbered, and I have no intention of opening them. And I said I will open one bottle when my daughter graduates college, hmm. and the other when she gets married. Like those are the two. Like yeah. I have those earmarked. Yeah. Um, but the rabbit was the one that sold out the first. Early oh yeah, rabbit hole. Yeah. And I came across another bartender in Warsaw, and feel like we're friends now. Um, which uh, which bar? 110 Craft Meadery. Okay, yeah. Have you been there? I have. Okay. Yeah. So is Brett. Brett okay. Pansel. Warsaw has a great scene, too. Oh, my God, they do. I'm so, yeah. I'm I know. Brett, but sorry. Keep going. Okay, no. we'll, That's yeah. where I go when I'm, like, incognito. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Warsaw people come to Gosha when they're incognito, too. I think oh, there's a, like, a okay. back and forth from what I've heard. But Well, so he and I were talking one day, and... I'm a, I'll sit at a bar top by myself all day long. And he had no idea who I was or that I knew what I was talking about. And he whipped it up on his phone. I was like, Oh my God, you get that for me. I'll pay you. So I paid him that night. And I said, when you get the bottle, I'll be back. I'll pay you for the rest. It's like, this is like a down payment. Yeah. No phone numbers exchanged. I knew who he was. He didn't know who I was. Three months had gone by. And just two weeks ago, I walked in there and he's like, I never thought you were coming back for this. No like, Here I am. Way. And he had it. And so my collection is now complete. I have the rabbit. That's awesome. Yeah. How'd he get it? He just had it. Um, he's in some forums and groups online okay. and he kind of put it out there because yeah. he had a bottle. He had the rabbit. He didn't have anything else. And I'm like, I want that from you. Yeah. What's your price? And yeah. he wouldn't tell me. He's like, well, what will you pay for it? And I'm like, no, no, no. That's not how this works. <laughs> I am a master negotiator. Yeah, you give um, me the price. You tell me the price. Yeah. And then. We'll work through that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, well, I found you another bottle. So wow. they are now displayed in my house. That's awesome. <sighs> yes. That's so cool. So. Yeah. And there's only 270, like, 260. Well, I think it's like 190. Each print has a different number, but okay. it's like 190 okay. of each print. So, yeah, so it's very. Yeah, I have a full set. <sighs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, that's the, um, I had a, fr- a buddy in California. I went and visited him this past uh, winter. And so he's a huge into collecting different bourbons, whiskeys, things like that. And there's, there's like, I didn't realize the level of that that's out there until I started talking with him. Right. And I'm like, you know, he goes, Costco has certain runs that he can go and buy things that he can't get other places yep. that liquor stores don't have. And it just, I didn't realize the depth of. It's very political too, mm-hmm. if you don't know. It's I didn't very, know that. It's very political. So it's only certain states. Some some distilleries can only distribute in certain states, mm. um, and it also is reflective of what companies can distribute those brands. Mm. Uh, so, as of late, um, Buffalo Trace went from RNDC to Johnson Brothers, oh, wow. and that's kind of it was a big debacle and it has made stuff hard to get. I am not a fan of Blanton's, but they have a it's okay. I don't mm. feel like it's what everyone claims it to be, but they have a gimmick, right? So 
every bottle top has a letter on it. And so mm-hmm. like if you have the Blantons, B-L-A-N-T-O-N-S, like that's amazing. It's okay. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'd pay 60 bucks for a bottle because that's what it retails for, MSRP, right. but that's not what it's going for, right? Right. I don't know if it's worth that. But they have some high-end stuff that's amazing, but it's all just very political. And then you dig into it and it's like, man, yeah, it's the- nuts. You can buy it on a cruise ship. In the middle of the yeah. Caribbean, but I can't get it in Kentucky. Yeah, that's so weird. So there, it, there is a poli- I mean, it's all money and dollar driven. Yeah. Um, and then there was like a conspiracy and Confederate ring of like people were emptying bottles and re-bottling things oh, in them, and really? it wasn't certain whiskeys and bourbons. It's a, really yes. So you want to talk? <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hit the tip of the iceberg because he would buy stuff from Costco and then trade with other people who didn't. Like Couldn't he get was, it. Yeah, he was yeah. always wheeling and dealing to get certain things. And I mean, I've always been the person that walks in, buys a bottle of whiskey, and then drinks it. You know, like I'm not at that level. And then I was like, wow. There's no at that level. I yeah. This is my, the, besides the rabbit hole collection, yeah. I have some good stuff and it's meant to be drank. Right. Like I want to share it and do fellowship with it. So yeah. you can be like, Heather and I had this really great conversation. Right. Over. Right. Your yeah. keeper's heart. A hundred percent. Blood oath. I'm a big, big fan of, but it's hard mm-hmm. to come by. E.H. Taylor. I love E.H. Taylor. But in the same regard, there's some stuff out there that's like 25 bucks a mm-hmm. bottle that is just as good. I will not reveal that because mm-hmm. I want to still be able to find it. Yeah. No, hundred um, percent. That it's, you know, it's yeah. an experience. It's just what you put into it and yeah. everybody's palates. My are matrix for buying whiskey, a bourbon specifically is I walk into, and we're, like I said, so blessed because of we're in Indiana. So we get way more bourbon than anywhere. I mean, maybe Kentucky. Sure. But if you're in California, you walk into the yeah. bourbon section, it's way different. Yeah. Right, New York, way different. Yeah, but their wine section's amazing. That's true. Yeah, their wine is. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but I look at glass specifically. It has to be glass, but highest proof, cheapest cost. And that's my matrix. Okay. And if I find something high proof, cheap cost, it's usually pretty solid. All right. You know, twenty bucks, and it's you know one ten, one twenty proof, and it's pretty solid. You know what I mean? So. So here's a little secret that I learned not all that long ago. Um. Because I have, I used to be a rock girl, like everything was on a rock. Mm-hmm. And then, in more and more talking with people that have way more experience in this than I do, and they're like, nope. So, get an eyedropper of like distilled water, mm. um, you know, what your average water bottle, pour it in a glass and put an eyedropper of that. If it's too much for you, if that proof is too hot, don't put a cube. That cube will continue to pollute mm. and dilute that because if it's not a pure distilled ice cube, all those pollutants from your tap water are going into it. Yeah. So what you want to do is pour a bottle of water, just get you a little eyedropper and get an eyedropper and put two or three drops in that. And it's just going to mellow it just a little bit Wow. to take out, take out that. So you don't need the rock. Wow. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah. So it's just. That's brand new. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm used to just throwing, yeah, a cube or two in. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But it, is it 
Are you doing the cube because you like it cold? Or are you doing the cube to mellow it out a little bit? Yeah, both and. Okay. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I I don't mind the, the, the hit of it. You know, I don't mind it. It shouldn't, but it shouldn't be painful. That right. hit should not be <laughs> painful. And so that's just when getting some distilled water and just taking a couple of eyedroppers and just putting that in there, it's going to mellow it out just enough. I mean, you're the keeper of your domain. You can right. put in whatever you want to mellow right. that out. Yeah, that's fascinating. I'll have to try that. I that's yeah, that's cool. I mean, you know, I'm at the point where I just put an ice cube in my whiskey. I think there's people who are like, I needed a mixed drink because I can't handle right. But sure. I'm at that point, and that's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a. I, I just said so. I. My garage fridge, there is always a dirty 30 of bush light in it. <laughs> the corn cans right now. Yeah. Um, but that's just who I am. I'll drink bush light all day long. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having a Jack and Coke either. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you can't forget where you came from. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, but it's like wine. Your palate matures. So Jack and Coke for me is so sweet. It really is. Anymore. Yeah. And I love Jack. Yes. But it's just so sweet. That's yeah. that's not really where I'm where I choose to venture down. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um well, I mean speaking a little bit about where you came from, like what what have you seen? I mean, I love Goshen. I've been here since I was two. So my parents moved here okay. when I was two from California. And so um, it's been such a unique place and I, I love it. What's some of the stuff that you've seen being here, born and bred here as it's evolved and changed? Like what are some of those things? I'm pouring myself another one. Would you like, I don't No, I'm okay. good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not driving the horses. Yes. I, so back in the day we didn't have chains. We didn't have fast food. We didn't mm. have those things. There was ma and pa restaurants. Like we had, oh gosh, um, See. So of course the O. Yeah. Hoppers. The, right. Uh, that okay. even before that, like again, I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah, of course. Hoppers. Steve does an amazing job at Hoppers. Mm. Um, I used to work at Hoppers. No way. Okay. Way. Uh, Jimbo's. Jimbo's. I mean, oh god, Jimbo's salad was amazing. Um, the South Side around for a while too. South Side's been around for yeah. a long, long time. Um, so there was more ma and pa things, the stop in, the rustic in, mm. um, those are things that you probably yeah, I'm not aware don't of. remember. Uh, and then slowly but surely, like we got a, we got a pizza hut that had a buffet mm. and you can have personal pan pizzas and, um, it's now that miso. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. clearly you can tell by the building. Yeah. But I took, uh, we were, my wife and I were there just the other day and I'm like, this was a pizza. She's like, yeah, this looks like a pizza. Yeah, hut. for sure. But it was an amazing pizza hut cause you uh, had a salad bar and they'd bring your stuff out. You could play the little video games in the yeah, corner. So yeah. good. Shakey's. I mean, there was stuff again, back to I learned the, how to read cause of that pizza hut. <laughs> <laughs> cause you wanted your, your well, on it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Uh, so I I miss that kind of stuff, but we've come a long way. And I mm-hmm. everything comes in a pattern, right? So we went through a big chain thing, like, oh my gosh, we're getting a Jimmy John's or mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we got an Applebee's and a Chili's and now we have wings and wings and B dubs, right? Yeah. Which are great places. But I'm not always going to come back to like you gotta you gotta 
really think about your community mm-hmm. and to support support local. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say that through and through. Yeah. I, I see my generation and we want a local place. You're going to pay a little bit more for local because you have to, because yeah. our overhead and what we encounter, mm-hmm. uh, our buying power is not the same as it is for a Chili's or a larger brand that has. But our money stays here. 12 stores. When I give my money to you, it stays here. Correct. It doesn't go to wherever the corporation is. Yeah. You know, for sure. it's, yeah. And I, I, when I talk about Goshen's food scene to my friends, we don't have a food scene like Warsaw, like Mishawaka, because yeah. we have chains, but we don't need a new Chipotle. We don't need that stuff. I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah. And it, again, it depends on who you ask, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. But, but again, I much rather give it, give my money to one of these homegrown small mom and pops that are trying to make it yep. than Chipotle. Because oh, yeah. I can go get a burrito bowl there too. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I just try to be very conscientious of that yeah. because of where I came from and what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So what, what are, uh, what do you see in the next five years for the Oasis? And do you see you as being part of that corporation? I mean, I don't know what you guys are, the buy a couple different businesses and we're not all the same, all the, we don't have the same partners and all of those. So we have multiple, but we've all worked together for 20 years, wow. I think, was yeah. last count. Um, the next five years, we just want to continue to be better and serve our community uh, in, a, in a great way and be here and continue to evolve. Um, so I think some businesses get stagnant or comfortable. Mm. We don't want to become that. So change is, you have to ebb and flow, Right with the times on what's popular, what's not popular and what's out there. We don't want to ever be stagnant. So we try to be fresh, um, fresh in our thinking and fresh in our food. Actually Mm. in five years, we just want to be better at the end of the day. We just Mm. want to be better. Do you see yourself being at the Oasis as much as you are in five years? No. Um, and the reason I say that is because my daughter will be in eighth grade. Mm. So in five years, she will have graduated. The restaurant industry is amazing. I love it. But it has, uh, it is not easy. And again, I've, I've struggled with a couple of health issues in the, in the past five years. So I don't, I don't want to put that on hold hmm. either. But when you build a good team, that's the key. Right? Then you are able to take a step or two back and let them do what you have trained them to do. Yeah. And that is to be great. So, that's awesome. Do you guys see your group buying another restaurant? Oh my god, that's a question I get asked a lot. <laughs> um 
Can you buy the chilies? Please buy the chilies. No, it'd be uh, on the, the south Applebee's. side. Yeah. It'd be on the south side. Okay, because there is not a lot of restaurants over there. There is not. There's that is not that is that is that you baited me. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I if I would do anything, it would be on that side of town, and it yeah. would not be to the O capacity. It would not be that be different. big. It would be yeah. different. Um, but also, I live on that side of town, so mm. I get mad because I mean I love the O, but I'm there every day, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, There's not. Much I don't there. have any options. Yeah. My parents live over there. That's where I grew up. Um, behind what used to be the uh, Macintosh. Gardens, oh yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Macintosh greenhouse. Yeah, greenhouse. Yeah, very well. So back behind there, there's the subdivision. That's where my yeah. parents. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where I grew up. And so yeah, there's nothing over there. Wings and now that new Mexican place. Correct. Culver's. There used to be a Ponderosa, yeah. and I did a stint there at the old oh, really? Ponderosa I would for never a day or time. I don't like buffets, but it was literally a Thanksgiving meal, but not as good. That's how I like would explain it to my friends. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry. well, Go ahead. we used to have an alley oops. Mm, I don't remember that. We, you wouldn't. I, you were probably not even born. <laughs> um, we had an alley oops actually over by like um, behind Arby's. Oh, okay. Back there, what is there? Like Jimmy John's on that corner. Yeah. There was an alley oops. Like there. a Sears. I don't even know if it's a Sears. It, there was a there Sears was a there. Sears. Yeah. yeah, for a minute. But that's how Goshen has evolved and mm-hmm. whatnot. And our food scene is growing. I just think it's going to take some time. Yeah. But doing stuff in Goshen is never easy. Yeah. That's what I've heard from multiple different people. Um, it's true. <laughs> it's like red tape, and there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through to be able be able to do something, which is uh, frustrating for people who want to start businesses and do businesses, you know. And so I understand that. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it there. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I feel like I could pick your brain all day, uh, but we've done almost two hours. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Holy shnikes. <laughs> yeah. Heather, this has been so much fun. Just like hearing the story of Oasis, hearing the story of what just the stuff that you've gone through. Um, I mean, it's tied in. You know, I, it was way more complex than what I was expecting. Um, and that's always the fun part of a podcast. I can't believe we talked for an hour and a half. Yeah. My phone's blowing up. Like, where are you? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. When you said you had to go to the Gush and Brew Co., yeah, you missed it. Like they're done. <laughs> I, know, I did. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And you let me know when this goes live. Yeah. Drink my, drink my stuff. A hundred percent. Where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? If they have a business they want to sell, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> where, what's I am not way? that. I am not that hard to get a hold of, um, especially if you know. But obviously, the O is at um, www.theo.bar. Um, and then. My business email is heather at fdhgroup.net. Fdhgroup.net. Yeah. Okay. I'll link them in the show notes so Perfect. people can see that. And okay. Go hold that. Perfect. Yeah. This is fun. Thank All you right. so much for coming. You're welcome. Yeah, Thank you great. for having me. Yeah. I usually ask people what they think about aliens and other things like that, but we, we'll get into that on another episode. How, how about two. that? Right. Part two. Done. Very cool. All right. Well, very cool. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the next uh, Tim podcast. Peace. Flip out. Yeah. Oh my god, an hour and a half? Okay.